Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. The last Wednesday, you know, we decided to do this after the July trainings went so well. And uh, just realizing what a great opportunity. We have everybody together on Wednesday nights to uh, do some some extra good discipleship stuff. And so that's what we're going to be doing the last Wednesday of every month, just like we did the whole month of July. Uh, what do we do the first Wednesday of every month? Fast. It's, we're all invited to fast together and we come to prayer, right? The last Wednesday of the month, we come to prayer, but we're going to have a time of training and activation. So that being said, Tonight, I want to teach you something that's going to help you out in your discipleship groups. How many of you are excited that discipleship groups are relaunching? Some have already relaunched. Others are relaunching this week and next week. We're just so, so excited about these discipleship groups. And most of the discipleship groups, uh, especially um, as far as the adult discipleship groups are concerned, we're doing the soap method. So tonight, I want to teach you how to study the Bible like soap. Come on, say soap. soap. Come on, rub-a-dub-a-dub somebody next to you and say soap. Soap. We got to be washed. We got to be bathed. We got to be clean with the Word of God. But just before we jump into it, I, I want to ask you, what is your favorite Bible translation? All right, well, let me tell you, for me, my favorite, I have three, but they're not three favorites, they're three for different reasons. My favorite Bible translation to read, like my daily Bible reading, just a good reading Bible, is the NLT, okay? NLT is just so clear, and it's very well translated according to the original uh, Hebrew and Greek, okay? NLT. My favorite Bible to study is the Amplified, okay? Because that gives you the Greek and the Hebrew um, translation of important words, right? My favorite, this is important, not translation, and it's important to know the difference. My favorite interpretation of the Bible is the message. Did you know that the Passion Translation and the message are not translations? They're interpretations, okay? It's not translated literally word for word, phrase for phrase, like from the Hebrew and the Greek, like the Amplified, the NLT, the NIV, the King James. It's actually an interpretation of the translation. So it's like, like, like Liz just read out of the message, it's like somebody preaching, right? It sounds like somebody's, somebody's preaching it, okay? So that's the difference between a translation and an interpretation. The, a translation is literal word for word from the original language. An interpretation takes the translation and puts it into like a like a speech, right? Like a preaching. So I, I like the message uh, for, for, uh, for that. Okay, so there are many acceptable ways to study the Bible. Tonight, we're going to teach you guys a very simple Bible study method that you can practice on your own, as well as, like I said, in your discipleship groups. If you've already been to a discipleship group over the past couple of weeks, you will probably have already gone through SOAP. Come on, say SOAP. 
Uh, like I said, there are many acceptable ways to study the Bible. This by no means is the only way, and it's not even the only way I study the Bible, but it is a very simple way that all of us can remember and do, especially if studying the Bible. Now, listen to what I said. Not just reading the Bible, but studying the Bible, meditating on the Word of God, okay? Chewing on it. Getting something out of it. Not just reading the words on the page, okay? We need to study. Come on, say, I need to study the Word. This is probably one of the simplest ways of studying the Bible. And if you can remember SOAP, you can do this in your own time, in your own devotionals, but also we're going to be practicing this in our discipleship groups. Are you ready? Some of you already know what it means. S stands for Scripture. O, observation. A, application. And P, prayer. Let's go into it. First of all, Scripture. Uh, it's important when you read the Bible to stop and actually study Scripture's at a time, okay? You can't study every single verse at a time because then you wouldn't read through the Bible ever, right? But as you read something, I, I hope you guys have the practice or the discipline of reading the Bible daily, right? Daily Bible reading. That's why we do, we do this every year together as a church. This year we've been using the Life Journal. But, you know, you can't sit and study every single verse that you read in your Bible reading plan every day. But you can do one or two. Have you ever been reading through and one just jumps out at you? One verse or one passage of scripture, right, that just jumps out at you? Do you get, you, people say, I got something out of that, right? Okay. So it's important that whatever scripture you are studying at the moment, very important. Write this down. Read the verse or the passage taking into account the previous passage and the following passage. Okay, let me tell you why. Scripture is in context. All kinds of goofy stuff comes out when people take one verse and make it whatever they want it to be. Every verse is in the context of other verses. And every passage, passage is in the context of the whole Bible and in the context of the moment in history that it was written. Right? Yes? When you read in the book of Numbers, thou shall eat grasshoppers. That is a verse in Numbers. How many of you know that is not a doctrine? Thou dost not have to eat grasshoppers. Okay? You have to read it in the context. And the context was their, in their culture things that they could eat and things that they could not eat. Okay? According to the law. So it's important to read the passage or the verse, taking into account the verses that come before it and after it, okay? That's why it's important to read through the Bible, not just pick and choose verses. Yes? Now, when you read a verse, do not apply it just yet. Don't apply it just yet. First, think about what it originally meant. You cannot, I cannot apply a verse to my life Nowadays, if I don't know what it originally meant. Okay? People turn verses into things that they don't mean by applying it to modern culture and context. 
but we have to apply it to the original context it was written in. The example of the grasshoppers. It was applied to the Hebrews, the Jews, receiving the law about what was clean and unclean for them to eat. That was the original context, okay? I have to, before I can apply it to my life, I have to know that, right? If not, I'm going to go around eating grasshoppers. I have tried them. They're not terrible. Okay. Um, but you got to first think about it in the original context. Now, there's a lot to that, but I just want you to know that. Okay? What, it, what comes before the verse? What comes after the verse? What is the context of the verse? What is the culture that it's written in? What is the moment in history that it's written in? I mean, people, it, there's all kinds of stuff in Scripture that have to do with the moment in history that it was happening. Yeah, the gospel project is a good, uh, a good way that, that can help you learn the context of the scriptures, right? Does anybody, can anybody tell me an example of something in scripture that it's very important to know the context in the moment of history? Yeah, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Like that was uh, for the Jewish people that were in exile. That's not just like a make me feel good scripture because God has good plans for me. Like they were hopeless. And they were, they were hopeless because of their sin. <laughs> and God was telling them, yes, you are in exile because of your sin, but I still have plans for you, good plans for you. How about the stuff that the Bible says about, it talks about slavery? You better know, you better read into the history of that, okay? You cannot just take a verse out of context and out of the, it, it, a, way too many people do that. That's why we have so much political nonsense going on. People apply the Bible to politics Without reading why it was written when it was written. Oh, that got real quiet. Okay. Take into content, into account the original context of the passage you're reading. Then make observations about it. Then make observations. So, that, that's, so first is scripture in context. Number uh, two, or O in soap, is observation. Make a few observations about what you read. I like to apply the, uh, the, the rules of, of um, writing a, an essay or a book report. Can you, everybody remember this? The who, the what, the when, the where, the why, the how, right? Come on, let's say, who, what, when, where, why, how. Those are the type of observations we need to be making about the scripture, Okay. Let's try it in Spanish. ¿Quién? ¿Qué? ¿Cuándo? ¿Dónde? ¿Por qué? ¿Y cómo? Right? Who, what, when, where, why, how? What we learned back in the days of language arts, okay? Make observations about what you're reading, okay? One, of the, uh, one observation you can always make is what's the theme? What's the theme? I mean, basically the who, what, when, where, why, and how, that, that'll give you the theme, right, of the Scripture, there's so many themes throughout the Bible. Redemption, grace, mercy, sin, right? And it goes on and on and on. There are many themes. So identify the theme of the passage, okay? Then, all of this is part of observing, right? Are there any truths or principles taught in this passage? Like, is there any important truth that comes from 
this passage. For God so loved the world. This is how much God loved the world, that he gave his one and only son, so that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. There's a very important truth in there, and that is God loves the whole world. I mean, I, now, I know that because I read what it says before and what it says after in another moment of history and who said it and why he said it, when he said it, right? And Jesus came to show that God loved the whole world, right? And he came to give his life for the world, okay? So when you read a scripture, a passage, look, at for, the, look for the theme, but also in the theme, extract something that is true. How many of us know there are absolute truths, right? And we find the absolute truth in the word of God. Psalm 119 says, if we add up all God's words, the sum of God's words is the truth, right? The truth. So we look for the truth or the principles we find in the passage. Then we can apply it. Okay? Scripture first observation next, then apply it. Do not apply it until you have made these type of observations of the scripture in context so that you can properly apply it. Have you ever misapplied a scripture? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That you didn't, you didn't, you didn't read the context. You didn't know the theme, and you certainly didn't know the truth. Okay, that's talking about going through hard times and being able to withstand it. It's not talking about I can do really great things because I'm extra strong because I got Jesus. I mean, I've I've seen people. Anyway, okay. How do we apply it? Okay, so this is so important. How? Do the truths or principles in the passage relate to me? How does it relate to me? Did you know not every single word in the Bible relates to you personally? It doesn't. There are some things that are just, we we can learn principles and truths from, but we have to ask, does this relate to me right now? Okay? Another way to say that is, how do the truths or principles in the passage relate to our current cultural context? If you read certain scriptures, uh, I've, I've seen people do this. I know people, I have friends that do this. That literally, New Testament, born again, Holy Ghost-filled believers saying we ought not to eat pork. Now, from a health standpoint, probably not. But from a scriptural context, cultural, current cultural context, you can go eat a pork chop if you want to. Okay? Tacos al pastor, right? You have to see how it relates to you and our current cultural context this does not have to do with sin or not sin there are very clear things in scripture that it's sin not sin but there's a lot in scripture that isn't necessarily sin or not sin 
You have to take into account the cultural context. In 1 Corinthians, it talks about it being shameful for a man to have long hair. But that you got, you got Samson over there that the Lord didn't want him to cut his hair. Cultural, current, context. How does it apply to me? Shame on you, Ian. Just kidding. I, I had a great grandmother. I had... I had, I had hair halfway down my back when I was a teenager. My grandmother told me I was going to go to hell because 1 Corinthians said that it was shameful. She didn't know soap. <laughs> you cannot just apply a verse without applying the context of your current culture. So then you, you can ask yourself the question, how can I apply these principles to my life right now? Okay, how should I apply the principles to my life right now and take it even a step further? What because this people do this all the time, we get these great ideas and theories, but do nothing with it. Okay, here's the important question, and this is almost always in your discipleship group soap lesson What are some practical ways to apply the principle right now? Like, give yourself some action in applying the scripture. What can I do right now, practically speaking, to apply the scripture? We're going we're gonna to practice in a minute in our, in our activation, okay? Finally, prayer. So we got scripture, observation, application, and prayer. Ask yourself, what is the Holy Spirit? Ask, actually, not ask yourself. Ask the Holy Spirit what he is specifically speaking to you about that, what you're reading. What do we call that? When the Holy Spirit shows you specifically something about a scripture for you right now, what do we call that? It starts with an R. Revelation. Rema or revelation. You know, the Bible says that without the Spirit, the letter kills. <laughs> the letter of the Bible can kill you because you can't do it without the Spirit. Right? We need the Holy Spirit. Come on, say, I need the Holy Spirit. We really need the Holy Spirit to even properly discern what the Bible says. You can't do it at the Bible. The, uh, the, the scripture says that spiritual things can only be discerned by spiritual people. That's why people in the world just can't get They read the Bible. They can't get it. How could they? They don't have the Spirit. We have to have the Holy Spirit to even understand the Bible. We definitely need the Holy Spirit to help apply the Bible to our life. So pray for the Holy Spirit to give you revelation. Is the Holy, this is another question. Is the Holy Spirit speaking something to me personally or to my discipleship group as we pray or to my church as we pray together, right? What's the Holy Spirit saying from the word? Pastor Liz got this word today for all of us from, from Hebrews 11, right? 12, Hebrews 12. That was a revelation, not only for her, but for all of us. What She's asking the Holy Spirit what he's saying about this. Okay, so revelation. Pray for revelation. Pray about the revelation. Okay? And pray, very important, for the grace to apply it right now. Amen. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.